welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. Two weeks since I left you and walked out the door. Haven't since looked back, I couldn't take much more. For the first time in my life, I owe it to myself not to try so hard, so hard. Dashing, falling, I'm scared of these things, but I don't need you to catch me anymore. Cause I don't know why I, I would ever try.
Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Goodbye by Katie King. Hi, Carl, Greg, and the audience. How are you guys hey. doing today? Hello. Hello, hello. audience. Hello. And, and hello. Katie says goodbye. Yes. Yeah, Katie's saying goodbye. She doesn't realize mm. we, we're just starting. She we're just not okay. realizing we just started the podcast. Well, you know what? It's coming into the holiday season, right? So, uh, you know, like on Seinfeld, you know, they have Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. We're going to so air th- our grievances So tonight. I think today I want to air my grievances. Yes. Wow. It <laughs> is 9420s Festivus. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Greg, I'll, I'll just preface this. Just, by the way, I, I, that was a cool track. You know, I really yeah, like. Um, yeah, good track. A, a, a lot, lot, lot of sound, a lot of bass. Really like you know, uh, and the, and like that chorus is like blasts in there with that like yeah, that, that notable really, really lead thing. Yeah, it was cool. Like a Moog thing, or really yeah. like you know, in, yeah. interesting choices in, in that production. Yep. Um, but what I want to rant about this t- today's episode, and probably what I'm going to say, is not going to be taken well by a lot of people. Because Greg, you know one thing, you know, you know. Well, before I start ranting, should I start ranting already? Or should I yes? How was everything? I, I know well, that you. How, I, I want to know how the pretzel salad went. So, oh, pretzel salad salad good this year, and uh, listeners will note that uh, you you make so much fun of me that on Thanksgiving Day I texted you both an image of the pretzel salad in my refrigerator. Did I know you, you did, it, and it, we got that image. It okay. looked it <laughs> even looked more hideous than it sounded. <laughs> Okay. I think didn't I also we you have some uh, amends to make Nicole because you have discovered since last episode that pretzel salad is indeed a thing. I do because yeah. I was going to say we actually yeah. got an email Natalie the owner of Lady Savage Management who mm. is the manager for Steffi Geraldo who was who we featured last week. She knows what pretzel salad is and she was well, very pleased to hear that someone else did as well. I need her email address and contact information because we can compare recipes. She even said pretzel salad is more of a traditional summer dessert so she was excited that someone was actually using it for the holidays. We have it every holiday. Oh, so your rant today is going to be about uh, them Beatles, right? Well, you know, you first let's preface this with Greg. You know that I am like a, you are, a Beatle nut. You are a Beatle fanatic. You are. I love the Beatles. And you're very knowledgeable. Uh, and I think that you've spent literally years studying the work of Lennon in particular. I read all the the books. I even went to Liverpool. You've done the, uh, what are the, the pilgrimage. The pilgrimage to Liverpool and everything. So you are a Beatles connoisseur. As much as one can be. There are probably much more than me. But anyway, with that said. So there's a spoiler alert on this, right? So I just, I watched the three part, you know, get back thing that Peter Jackson released. On Disney Plus. On Disney Plus. And, um, I haven't seen it yet, by the way. I, I was disappointed. I thought I thought the first episode was boring. It made them look like I guess they were so disinterested at that point. It made them look like amateurs to me. I think if young people, like you know, you know, we're older, you know, we appreciate the Beatles for who they were and their place in history. But for young people who are just maybe coming to know who this band was, and this is what they see of them, they're going, "These are the Beatles." This is what everyone's making a big stink about. These guys, they, it, it was horrible. I thought if the first episode I thought was was horrible. It was boring. I thought Lennon was just like, he just he was just kind of okay. Like sometimes he was funny, but he couldn't really didn't argue with anything. He's like, I think he was high half the time. McCartney was like the boss. 
he was like kind of like a bit of like the the den mother. And I think he was, you know, but he, and part of because he says he needed to, because ever since Brian Epstein died, they're saying that McCartney took the, the reins because they were, didn't want to do anything. But, but still, you know, like, but the way he did it was kind of condescending. He, he kind of like, you watched him literally like just ignore George. Like when George had a song, it was like, yeah, cool. Like he wasn't even paying attention. That's what I got from it. You know, the second one, a little bit better. Because you remember, they're all in their 20s, like 28, 27. They're young kids at the top of the world. Because it was not like they just started. They were the Beatles at this point. It was 1969. They were like at the pinnacle. You know what I'm saying? They were like at the top of show business. I expected more. It just seemed like haphazard. Like, you know, I, I didn't see a lot of brilliance there. You know, maybe maybe it's after the fact, you know. I would have rather seen the Sgt. Pepper sessions than the, than the Let It Be sessions. Do you, you know? get to see the concert on the roof? You get to see that in its entirety? No, not the entirety, but you get to see more of it. Yeah, that was kind of cool. It does culminate with them on the roof, and they did get it together because it's kind of funny because as you see them working through the song, maybe that was the point. In the beginning, it looks like they're not going to get, they're playing all these weird chords and weird notes, and it sounds like nothing. And then you don't see where they really get it together. And by the end, you know, they play Don't Let Me Down the way it sounds, they play Get Back the way it sounds, and it kind of got good. But I never thought those songs were the best Beatles songs anyway. Yeah. One of the funny things, Lennon was always late. So there's one point where George quit the band. Lennon was going to come that day. So so it was really kind of an ironic or just prophetic in a weird way where McCartney's sitting next to Ringo and going, and then there were two. You know, and he says this, and, and it was just him and Ringo. And it's him and Ringo now. You know, that so is I don't know. prophetic, yeah. It's just kind of weird. Yeah, so, odd. you know, again, maybe because of who they are and how much I love them, I expected so much more, and I bought into all the hype for the last year. But just seeing it, because I've seen Let It Be you know, a bunch of times. I have it, you know, the DVD mm. of it. So I know a lot of that stuff. So it's a little bit, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit, you know, edited better, a lot more stuff and a little more fun involved, but not much different. I'm sorry. You well, know, the, the look it, of it looks, it looks like, like it was shot yesterday. Well, I it was mean, pretty, oh yeah, because yeah. it was painstakingly, I guess, remastered, re, whatever, you know, right. you know, they do, you know, digitally done, but it still was the end of the Beatles to me. It looked like it was the end of the Beatles. Is it the kind of thing that you would see yourself watching, uh, you know, multiple times over the course of the next several years? Carl even said he didn't. He didn't even want to get through the first episode. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like. So you're not going to revisit it? Oh, I doubt it. No, I, I, I'm. I'm going to cancel. I got. I got the trial subscription to Disney Plus. Canceling it. You know, <laughs> I don't need. That was what I did it for. Nicole, you haven't seen it either, right? I have not. I watched right, so. the first five minutes, and then I had to go get Kenzie from school. But I'm okay. I'm interested to now know what Carl's opinion is as I right. watch it to see if I see the same thing. Because I yeah, know you watch it, and then I'll watch it, and we'll 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 each we'll take culminate an episode next right? week on this. Yeah, yeah. I, I give it a I give it a Pierce dear. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sorry that that disappointed you, Carl. I know you were looking forward to it. On a, on a lighter note, there is a streaming channel out there called Epics, mm -hmm. I believe. Uh -huh. uh, and they announced recently, I saw they're doing a documentary on the formation of A&M Records, which will be... Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, it'll be uh, Jerry Moss and uh, you know what? Herb it, Alpert. That'll be good. I'm getting sick of nostalgia. I don't know. It's like, is that what we're going to do now? So we spend half our lives living it and then the next half just reflecting on what we did? Like, yeah, you know, I think that's part of it, you know. It's I'm like, sick uh, of what we, I, I want to do something now. <laughs> 
I will say, like, as a younger person, I love hearing stories from older people from their nostalgia, like hearing stories from my grandparents and even my parents and, you know, people who are older. Like, it interests me as a younger person. So I like hearing it. I sent away with this new guitar. I bought this old Gretsch guitar and I built, you know, they had this new thing. Have you heard of this rubber, rubber bridge guitars? Like, it's basically a muted guitar. And like it has like Phoebe Bridges uses it a lot, and I just like hear that. Hear that? Yeah. It's like muted. Yeah. Is it? It's really cool. Actually. I know. I like the sound of it. Sounds yeah, cool. Yeah, it gives it this cool vibe. So it's really you know what I've been doing is just doing as much as I can do to kind of get myself more in, involved in like wanting to be creative again, you know, and like. You know, one thing, one thing it made me realize. Enter the swirl. I, I miss being in a band. It just easily adds to the creative process. Just to me, but when someone else is in the room, I just get more creative. Whether they're even participating, they're just there. And it's something about when you pick up the guitar and just play it like the Beatles did. And then like the drummer just starts grooves on something and, and he uses, brings his expertise to the thing. And then the guitar player goes, how about this? You know, and, and they doodle around. Then what do you think of this? And everyone gets involved. And when it's right, it becomes this cool thing. And within minutes of an idea, you have this thing. Now, the, the structure that's put, and then you build on it, and you work on it, and you sing it. And then, like, I used to love those rehearsals where we go there with, like, an idea, like a riff and a couple of words. And then within two hours, you know, the four of us would have, like, a full-blown a song. song. Yeah. They were playing. I go, wow, this is cool. And th that would happen more often than not. And I still love that. And that's what I miss about being a band. And that's what's great about the collaboration of that, you know. And well, and, and if you're not going to be in a band, what you need to do is just put yourself in the position where you can record that way so that the recording is actually that communal experience that you get inside of a band. I think that's one of the reasons why I think a lot of records, I don't love them so much today because I think they miss that, that vibe of that. They miss that layering of like, and the experience of what yeah. that could actually entail. When I went to the Motown museum and I saw you know, that little room where like these guys would be like a bass, drum, guitar and piano. And they just would play these tracks like, you know, Bernadette or like Standing in the Shadow of Love, all these like songs. From the, and then the temps would come in and sing over these tracks. What you're getting is not only this, the magic of these guys in the room pushing air, just working off each other. And I can see them smiling. They go, yeah, that's cool, man. You know, and like and that and somehow gets captured. When you when you when you're overdubbing with plugins, I don't think you're capturing that. You know, it's almost like remember when they went from I noticed today too when they went from you know shooting film to shooting video, it looks cheesy. Video, I something about film is just the inherent distortion in in the in the film, the emotion, whatever the word is, would give it some kind of something where you know audio tape, you know the the, the saturation, you know the, the the magnetic tape, there's some kind of inherent like distortion that. It doesn't come across in digital, you know. It's and yeah. and when you're layering, just like you know, okay, you get the bass plug in, and then the tweaks in it, and then they can quantize it and make it sound more humanize it, whatever the word is. But still, it's it's still it's not real. It's just a feel, you know. I mean, it's like I remember when we were making records. Uh, somebody told me one time, it may have been Scott or somebody, you got three guitars overlaid on top of one another. You put a fourth guitar on, the sound actually gets smaller. 
not bigger. Well, yeah, you know, exactly. it's so bizarre the kind of things that happen creatively in a studio well, like the, that. The, the, the joke is true. It's less yeah. is more. Yeah, exactly. You want to play another song? All right, so we are going to play another song by Katie King called Divine. But before we play that, we are going to get to know her management company a little bit better called AGD Entertainment. This episode features an artist from AGD Entertainment. AGD Entertainment, at the forefront of innovation in the ever-changing music industry. They educate and inspire their clients with their knowledgeable team of industry professionals and through community collaboration, cultivate a fun environment with an emphasis on respect, creativity, and relationships. If you are a music artist and you're looking for artist management or career development opportunities, AGD Entertainment is the place for you. To learn more, go to agdentertainment.com. That is agdentertainment.com. Somewhere beyond 
I like that track. There's more space in it. I like that track. I like how it ended. I kind of wanted it to come back in, though, after the end. But uh, So we spoke with Katie, did we not? We did speak with Katie. Hey, Katie. Yeah, and it is time for our questions of the week. The two and a half seconds that this show sounds professional. So what was the first question we uh, asked Katie? So the first question we asked Katie is to tell us a little bit about herself. I'm Katie King. I am a pop artist. I write, sing, perform. I'm 20 years old from Charlotte, North Carolina, but I live in Nashville now. I love everything creative, dance, craft interior design Uh, i love to read and i'm very spiritual i'm a cat mom my son's name is nobu he's two years old i'm passionate about civil rights for women lgbtq people of color all marginalized members of our society my guilty pleasures are binging netflix and eating Taco Bell at least once a week. And I'm so happy to be on the 9420 podcast. Well, she pretty much covers everything right there. So yeah, like, yeah she like, does. She gave us a, a good immersion about who she is. She could use that as her dating profile as well. I, <laughs> I mean, she is young. You never know. She may be on some dating sites. Yeah, so what else? like on point. For, what else did we ask her? Generation. So we did ask her, what current music projects are you working on right now? I'm working on a new project right now. I actually just got back into the studio on Monday. I'm so very excited for it. It's a single, and I'm working with AGD Entertainment and my day-to-day manager, Lauren. She's helping me with all the creative things like the photo shoot, artwork, and helping marketing. I'm releasing a music video at the beginning of the campaign, which is exciting. And I'll also be working on advertising, industry opportunities, things like that. And I'm so excited to release it and all of the content. And I can't wait to hear all the feedback. I'm so excited. So she's not super excited, Carl. She's right. so excited. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. She was very excited, but not super. Did we? Um, do we know Lauren? Is we. That- so we. I, I will give a shout out to Lauren and Charlie. Lauren is working with Charlie, and they are both AGD uh, Entertainment managers. They've both been really great to work with. They're working with some really fun artists like Katie, and we featured a couple other ones on the show so far. You know, back in the day, people used to be. Uh, uh, be art. Hey, oh, there it is. Back. Back in the day, the artists used to be, be bored or be averse to like all the other things that go into getting a, a single noticed. She had a lot of enthusiasm for that, which I think is cool. It sounds like Katie's got uh, an enthusiasm for all the different things that go into making like the release of a single successful, um, noticeable mm-hmm. and successful and discoverable and all those things we talk about. What was, what was the next thing we asked uh, Katie? So we asked Katie, what current music artists have influenced her career so far? Talk about this for days, but probably starting like off like the earliest in my life was Ariana Grande, just to see like her music career start and then seeing where it is today is incredible. I listen to a lot of Rihanna 
And that shit just made me want to dance. And still to this day, just makes me feel something. I also watched some small artists that come through my hometown, like this one band, Little Bird. And seeing them perform in little dives made the music career seem more attainable for me. Other than pop, my second favorite genre and influence in my music is R&B. Artists like Erica Badu and Kalani, Anderson Pack. And then lyrically, I really am inspired by artists like Willow Smith, Napalm. Their lyrics are just so like deep and meaningful. And I love that. And then also classics like Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks. She's just an icon. And even some recent people like Dua Lipa. First young artist that didn't mention John Mayer or Sarah Burroughs. Or Taylor Taylor (laughs) Swift. Swift. She was mentioned before. There you go. So anyway, so is that then the last and final question that we love? Last final and former favorite question apparently is what does a successful music career look like to you? A successful career in music to me looks like a music career that is lucrative enough through streams, merch, tickets, patrons, whatever, to make a living for yourself. Because a music career is like the only career path, almost entirely a leap of faith. My second definition is just an artist that's pursuing music with honesty and gratitude. Like at the end of the day, if I poured my unfiltered self into my work and I'm grateful and content with whatever I receive in return, that is success to me. It's like giving a gift to the world and not expecting anything in return. This career path is just so unpredictable. Well, she pretty much says what everyone says, you know. Yeah, just in a a different way. Honesty is always the best policy. Well, she had two definitions, though. She had the first definition, which were she wanted to make money. And then the second definition definition was like, well, just by doing it and, and, and being true to yourself, success. She so, said unfiltered, which is interesting. You know, most people would consider like the craft to be rather filtered. So it'll be interesting to see if well, she it has will, to be filtered to a degree. Don't she you think? Be, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if she can, you know, take the approach that I'm going to put my work out unfiltered and see uh, if it resonates well, you know, with people. I, you know, some of her tracks, in my opinion, they're, she has her own kind of way of, you know, arrangement. That there, Things come in and out. They're not the most conventional, you know, which is a good thing, right. but they're not the most conventional arrangements in the world. And right. uh, so I guess she does, you know, go by the beat of her own drummer. Yep. yep you yep, know? Yep. Anyway, so so what so what are we doing? It's, it's December now already. It's gonna yeah. We aye, aye, it aye. is December. It is time for the holidays and some holiday cheer and music for the next couple episodes. Yeah, anyway, right. we're done. We're done. We're done. All right, let's get it on out of this episode. Yeah, please. Sounds good. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 podcast. Make sure that you listen all the way through to the end because we will be playing one last single by Katie King called Make Me Wanna. For links to everything that we spoke about, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later. No, I was like trying to be like, I don't know.
If we 